The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022, season 18, episode number 54. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today we talk Detroit offense versus Dallas defense. Uh, Nick, I heard you on the radio this morning mentioning that you think this is going to be a tough game for the Cowboys. I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a challenge for them. I think this is a tough matchup. We'll get into some of those things because I think it starts with the fact that uh, uh, starts with their offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll get into some questions from some fans later in the show. If you guys want to call us, you can call us 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. Let's start first with uh, the Detroit offense versus Dallas defense. Brian, let's start where we normally start and give us the big picture. What's the best thing that this offense does? They run the ball. They're really good at running the ball, too. And they make it hard on you to run the ball because of the way they're a gap scheme team. And when I mean gap scheme is that they're going to – they're the direction that they're going to run the ball to, they step hard that way. And then if you're in that gap, if it's a down lineman linebacker, they come off. They actually – it's really – it's like five guys – Coming off together, they all step together, and you get actually see depth from the guards. They take a step back, and then they go forward. And so, what happens is, you get they get that extra little bit of push and a little bit of leverage there. But they they're going to use all their running backs uh, in the game. Uh, that's something that you know they've dealt a little bit right now uh, with Swift and dealing with a uh, shoulder problem, but. Williams, Reynolds. Back, right? I mean, yeah, they they they're going to just keep they're going to keep rotating these backs in there, and we all kind of understand what Jared Goff is as a passer. We all understand, you know, there's some hit and miss with him. I kind of feel like their best player of the receivers would be uh, Saint Brown, number fourteen. He he's one of those guys. He's been dealing with a little bit of some ailments, but uh, he looks like that he's going to be ready to go after the off week. Uh, you know, they like to throw him the ball in space. They put him in the slot. They play him outside. They just kind of move him all over the formation. He could be a difficult guy to deal with in that regard because you're trying to chase him. He's a really good blocker at the point of attack for a smaller guy. Gets in there and does his, uh, you know, does his thing there. They've got a really good tight end in TJ Hawkinson that can catch the football. He's a good blocker as well. So on offense, it's a it's they've got some really good players at certain positions. Uh, Penny Sewell, the the right tackle, mm-hmm. uh, was one of the top guys in the draft coming out in 2021. Uh, he's kind of looked like he's found himself a little bit after some struggles that he's had earlier. Taylor Decker on the other side, I think, is a little bit of a weaker guy that you can kind of go after. Frank Ragnow in the middle at center is as tough as they come. He's a big part of what they do when they run the football. But, yeah, it's it, it's going to be one of those difficult games because they've got weapons at really at all levels. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is they're a power gap run scheme 
and they 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 take the ball and run downhill hard at you. So I think that's the thing that the Cowboys. The I think the tone all week is going to be about the physicality in which the Lions play with running the football. They score a lot of points. I think they're second in the league in points, but they give up a lot of points on defense too. That's kind of been the balance with them. They build leads and then can't hold on. But uh, it's a good offensive team uh, when it comes to how they play with the physicality. Where are they most vulnerable? Uh, I think the weakness with them would be the their defense. <laughs> really, no. They're, I mean, when you look at the offense, I said Taylor Decker, the left tackle, would be a little bit of a problem. Dan Skipper has kind of stepped in and played for them at guard. Uh, and and done a, a done a really Dan good Skipper job from Cowboys. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and uh, he he's done a really he's done a nice job for them. Um, I, the weakness might be at the quarterback spot, and 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 the weakness when I mean that is that when teams find ways to force him to have to throw on the move, he's not as good. He's a he's one of those guys that loves to get the snap, loves to take the ball and get rid of it. And there's times where he'll throw the ball short. Of where he needs to go, so that's that, that's you know it, it's about I think it's more about trying to make him throw the football. But they've got some guys, like I said, with St. Brown, with Reynolds, and then with Hawkinson, that they they can make plays on the outside. But it, it's the, the quarterback might be the weakest part of their offense. So I hear everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and we know that. The running game, running defense, that's the Cowboys' weakest spot on the defense. But looking at just kind of how their season has gone, I mean, right now they're, they're, they have only won one game. They have. In the whole season. The other games, I mean, they've been pretty competitive in the, that part of, like, they end up being very close games. Right. Uh, except for the last one they had prior to the bye week that was against the Patriots. and they Yeah, they were bad against the Patriots. <laughs> that was zero, zero. They scored zero points. Right. But, so my point here is, like, I hear, for example, I know Nick on the show has mentioned, like, uh, this is going to be a tough game. but And I hear everything you just said, but then you look at the results of what their season has been so far. Why would this game be so tough rather than you going in to this weekend, AT&T Stadium at home, maybe possibly getting your quarterback back and then being a game that is more like, oh, the Cowboys got this for sure. Yeah, you don't know how your quarterback's going to play. That's the biggest question you have right now. Your quarterback, the last time you saw him, played really badly in that game against Tampa. And, you know, is there going to be rust? Is there going to be issues there? The thing about that, to me, that what makes the Lions, yeah, you, you know, what you're talking about, their record is is what it is. Their defense has been the problem. Their defense hasn't held up their end of the bargain. This team right here, probably in my opinion, could have had two more wins. You know, the Patriot game was bad. Patriots had a good plan. They turned over the ball in the Patriot game. They had a, a, a scoop and score that went against them in this game. That's what I was talking about, the quarterback. He's the one, though, for you know for the Lions, I think, that gives them the, 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 the causes some of their issues. But their defense is not good enough, you know. But is your is your team is your offense good enough? That's going to be the question that you're going to have. You're going to have to put up some points because if they get into a running game with you, they can run you off the field with the way that they run the football. So that's the thing that I worry about: is are you going to have problems with your quarterback? Are you going to get three and outs? Are you going to be in situations where you can't control their running game? I think that's why it's going to be close. I wouldn't look at their record. 
I would say what I see is that they run the ball and score points on everybody they play. Their defense doesn't do a good enough job. Yeah, here's one other thing to consider. The very best thing that Dallas's defense does is what? Pressure. Pressure. Sacking the quarterback. What they are number they one. They are number one in the league in giving up sacks. They only have given up seven this season, mm-hmm. right? And then what does this defense do worst? Running game. Stop the run. This is the number two team in the league in yards per rush attempt. So you think about it from that perspective, this is not a good matchup for the Cowboys. Regardless of what you think of the team and their personnel or whatever, this is just not a good matchup. What they do really well is exactly what the Cowboys don't do so well. And where the Cowboys are great, that's an area that they've and, – and it could be one of those situations where you could say, well, well, maybe the, the Cowboys can get pass rush on them and get sacks on them. Maybe they're, they're just better. But my thought would be the reason why they don't get a lot of sacks is because they run the ball and they probably get the ball out really quick. They do. You combine those two things, it negates a pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. So you well, just think about it. It's a bad matchup for the This Cowboys. quarterback doesn't take sacks, but what you have to do is if you can make him throw on the move, he will throw, he will throw the ball away. So you get off the field. There's, he will not attack, like on third downs and stuff, he doesn't always attack past the sticks. He's like, he'll check it down and then they get tackled. And then you're like, well, why did he not try? You know, why did he not try? He's going to get rid of the ball. He does not want to keep. Use, he doesn't use his feet a lot. Like to, he's to not. A, he's not a big runner or... guy. No, okay. he's not. Not what you. What not just what you played, and not what you played with the Giants and people like that. That the quarterbacks can run a little bit. Nick, if you had to identify, I'm oh, going. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking they they lost the playoff game against the Rams because he did get a rollout. I still can't believe they missed that tackle on on the Rams with oh with oh Jerry yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, they were trying to get back in the game. It was like third and eight, and he he got him on a bootleg. I know that was not, a bad night all it was around. A bad night. It was all, but it was just one of those things. Like yeah, he's not a runner, and he's not still. And that was what four years ago. He still doesn't do that, but. That just makes that game even more sickening because they could have stopped him there. It would have been fun to, to see what happens after that. You, uh, I heard McCarthy yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It might have been Monday. He said that this was the uh, outside of the, the the giant game, which they were equal mm. worst missed tackles, mm. uh, most tackle, yeah. missed tackles that they've had this season. Um, do you think that's something that is a, a a trend at this point because it's now happened in two games, or do you think that's something that? There were there were unique circumstances in those games that maybe lent lent itself uh, to them having so many missed tackles. Probably your most athletic quarterbacks that you faced, you know, and I, and I don't know that those were the guys that they were missing tackles on, but just maybe the way they play because of that gets them out of position more. I, I don't think those are your two best backs you faced, Barkley and 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 Miles Sanders. I mean, it's a, they're up there, but I mean, you can make a case for Mixon, you make a case for Fournette. He had a hard. They, they didn't do time. Mixon didn't do much. Anything in no. that game, yeah. No, I fifty five yards, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. I just I just think it was it's just a combination of, of, of things as well. I mean, this is not a game where, you know, I, I agree with Brian. I mean, the quarterback you can't have a slow start in this game. I think if you can if you can get to them first and then make them more into a passing team, yeah. that's yeah. gonna be tough. But if you if you have a slow start and they get the lead and Swift is back and and you know, it's one of those places that teams don't play a lot and always it always reminds me of Notre Dame. It's like you may not be good enough to 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 withstand what the other team is thinking when they come in. They come in here, Dan Campbell will have them ready, big place, AT&T Stadium, and, and they'll be fired up ready to go for a noon kickoff. Will the Cowboys be able to match it early? And if so, you know, w- w- what happens when it gets into a running game? Attack. Well, do they make a lot of big plays? Running the ball, they do. But yeah. not passing or anything? Th- 
The, the 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 passing plays they make that are bigger, like the, they have a DJ Chark plays for them too. Mm-hmm. He's been banged up a little bit. Good player. If you go back and watch when they played Minnesota in Week Three, it's the crossing routes. It's the it's the things. It's like Minnesota did a poor job of of when the ball was thrown short and not tackling. And so you with St. Brown, he can run. I mean, he, you put the ball in his hands, he's a little bit like a running back. Shark's the same way. Josh Reynolds is not as fast. He's a taller guy, but he can catch the ball down the field. It's not that the quarterback's not willing to do it, though. There's times where he just, you know, you watch him and the routes open up and you're going, why did you throw it there? No, he's gonna. He throws the ball short a lot of the times, and then hopes for the best for some of these for some of these plays. But St. Brown can run, and Chart can run if you throw the ball to him down the field. I mean, I think that's something you have to work. And Hawkinson, the tight end, is an athlete that they flex out. He'll play in the slot. He'll they'll move him around and stuff like that. He's a really good player when they get down in the red zone and stuff because he has a feel for how to make plays down there. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive a little bit into Micah Parsons and uh, what we saw this last weekend and maybe what that means uh, this coming weekend as well as uh, for future games. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. 
If you want to hear some live music, head to the Star in Frisco on Wednesday, October 26th for a brand new monthly concert series called Sounds of the Star, featuring spectacular Southern Soul Band Prophets and Outlaws. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m., is free and open to the public. For more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's talk about Micah Parsons. And this last game, it did appear to me, and I'd love to hear your perspectives, appeared to me that he spent more time at linebacker than we'd seen him in the first five games. It seemed like the first five games he was legitimately a defensive end. Mm. Uh, but it seemed like they played him more at linebacker. What did you guys see from how they deployed Micah Parsons in this game that may have been different? I think you said it. I mean, he played more linebacker. They probably weren't sure what the matchup was going to look like with uh, either one of the tackles. And they didn't really rush him more until – Lane Johnson, it seemed like when Lane Johnson got out of the game, they rushed him a little bit more. Uh, but, but yeah, he played a lot of linebacker. He was in a lot of coverage. You know, he had more tackles in this game than I think he's had, which isn't seven, yeah, yeah which means he played yeah. more linebacker. And, and, you know, it's harder to get tackles when you're a defensive end. So, yeah, I think the thing with Micah is that uh, this, these RPO offenses and stuff like that. He's such a weapon, you know, when it's – to me, I'm, I'm Dan Quinn now. I just tell him, listen, don't worry about your assignment. Just go. Just go whatever what, – just gamble a little bit here. If you feel like you need to crash that thing, if you need to feel like you need to, uh, you know, you need to, to take the bag, whatever you have to do, don't worry about it. Because I think what happens with Micah, I think you could frustrate him. And I think in a mentally, it fr- he plays frustrated. And when he plays frustrated, I don't think he's very good. I think he, you know, it's to me the less he has to think about what he's doing. Listen, you see ball, go ball, go get ball. You know that kind of thing. And to me, that's kind of where I think that they need to. You know, if they're asking, okay, you're going to play the read, you're going to play the quarterback. Wh- where are you going to play? You know, don't don't do that anymore. Just you go. We'll we'll play the back end behind you. We'll figure out a way to do it. And so, to me, the less he has to think, I think this was one of those games where you saw him have to think too much, and I think that affected the way he played. Yeah, you would. I mean, I don't want to compare him to a child, but that's kind of the comparison I got because I have a kid of my own. But it's just kind of like when you're throwing a fit, you know, that, that kind of frustration, the one you were talking about, and you saw it a lot in several, in a, multiple occasions during the game last week where something happened in the play or whatever, and you see him just kind of just being frustrated about it and complaining. It's similar to, like, Kevonta Turpin, too. He throws kind of a little fit there, and, and from up top you see them so small, and you just look like a little kid just kind of complaining about it. But to Brian's point, that's a, that's a, that's a great point because I think you definitely saw it in the way he was playing, his demeanor, his behavior, just kind of – you saw he was off his game, and it just go- wasn't going his way. He was getting frustrated, too, with the way his teammates were playing sure. around him. So you need to be able to free him up. And that's kind of hard to do because it is against a team like that that's doing those things that you're not good a- against – how do you like what you don't you see it very do? often? You don't see that RPO offense yeah. very often. And you know, maybe this is a way, and that's why I asked the question about do we do you think that teams are going to just have I mean, the Lions run some RPO stuff. It's just the quarterback yeah, is not, not about the quarterback. The quarterback's not the one yeah. that's going it's gonna like Cooper Rush running RPO. You know, it's going to be 
okay, is he going to pull? More likely not, he's going to hand it off. He's not going to run with the ball. The guy with the Eagles is going to run with the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull it and run with the ball. And so to me, you know, and it is, it's, you know, with, I could see, Mike is right, though. The, the guys around him, they didn't play their best game defensively. They really, really didn't. But, but to me, it's more about if I'm Dan Quinn, I'm like, listen, we just got to let him go. We just got to, whatever we have to do is say, make him this. Let him be this. Let's not make him have to play a two way go here. And then he looks bad. Everybody's like, going, oh, look, this is how you stop Michael Parsons, you know, kind of a thing. So, whatever it is to not have to make him think, and it's not because he's not capable of thinking, he's just a better player when he goes and plays, you know, and that's, that's why he's a good pass rusher because he just goes and rushes. You know, he wins with power, he wins with quickness, he wins with strength, ability, all that stuff. That's how he wins. When you guys look at the first six games of this season, can you pinpoint one thing or a couple things that you think are the problem with them when it comes to the run defense? Or do you think every game has been a different thing that they haven't done well? Because I know we've talked about at times the defensive ends weren't being able to to, to kind of keep the maintain yeah. the edge. There have been other games like this game where RPO is a problem for them. Yeah. Uh, can you pinpoint it to something, or is it just a different thing every week? Yeah, I, it does seem like a different thing. This last one was different. Um, where do they rank in rush defense? Do we have that? I because can go ahead and talk. I'll pull I it just up. don't. I don't know. I, I I I don't feel like it's a massive problem. I don't. I mean, I, I it was in this game. I mean, like well, three point five yards of carry and the long run where one was on third and eighteen by the quarterback. The other one was on a, the first play of the drive for thirteen yards that they. They killed the game on. Yeah. But it was five, it was six, it was four, it was one, it was two, it was one. You know, there was a lot of that going on. They were they were committed to running the football. They were. Yeah. They they knew that Jack Driscoll, that when Jack Driscoll went in the game, that was that was it. That was like, listen, we can't let this this guy block against Micah Parsons. If we drop back and throw the ball here, we're in trouble. The 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 thing I think, Derek, to me, is it scheme? No. Is it is it the is it the players themselves? I think it's more than that, or or like that, because to me, when I watch, and I I love Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, I've gone on several platforms talking about Dorrance Armstrong. Even for the season, I thought, man, this guy's got to go. You know, he's great, great, great. Where Dorrance Armstrong is good is rushing the passer, twist stunts, things like that, wide rush, anything to do when it came to rushing the passer and being athletic. He's not a great run player. He's just not. He gets hooked. He gets washed. You know, and then all of a sudden you get guys that we talk about the corners playing too wide when the ball comes to you know when it comes to the outside. Now the inside stuff though too is those defensive tackles. You know, Osa, Bohanna, those guys. uh, You know, uh, Gallimore. Those guys have got to do a little bit better job too when when that ball comes inside. Watkins, your best defensive defender, run defender in the middle? He he had no stats in the game the other day, uh-huh. and all of a sudden it was like he was the best player physically at the point of attack. Right. He was getting off blocks, and it was helping other people around him. But they've struggled at linebackers some, too, with mm-hmm. Leighton Vanderish. Vanderish has been very good at times, and then he's been very bad. But you could watch NFL games for everybody and see linebacker play that's not, you know, not great every single snap. Yeah. But they're, they're, I think it's I think the the coach has done a great job of putting them in play in position to make plays. Have you physically been able to stand up and 
and play the run like you need to play run. At times, they have not. Yeah, to answer your question, Nick, they are 11th right now in yard rush yards allowed per attempt, because I'd rather do that than total yards, because some teams play more games than others. But if you look at yards per attempt, they're 11th right now in how many yards they give up per attempt at 4.5. Yeah. That's not a huge problem. But I will tell you this, not, the, way, the way I look at it is what makes it more of a huge problem for me is at moments, and we saw it in this last game, at moments when they need to stop the run, I don't know that they've been as yeah. successful as I need to no, be. No, you're right about that. I mean, the Eagles, you can't, you can't argue that one. Right. I, just, I also think it's a style of play that they're, they're playing. That they don't want to give up big plays. True. And I think the more you let these quarterbacks get on the field and then expose them to uh, penalties and then passing. The, if they just keep going methodically down the field, they're going to make a mistake. Give the Eagles credit for not making well, it on that last. And that's drive. the key, right? If yeah. you run up against a team Washington that's clean, Washington was running it, and then they were to go back. Yeah, and then that, they have to throw, and they're off the field. And there's a reason why they're two and four, right? And yeah. so that's the point. Like if yeah. you run up against a team that has that kind of discipline that can actually make those kinds of drives, that becomes a bit of. a Well, challenge. it also helps when you have a lead. You know, you can get teams out of running the football if you've got a lead. Fine, run the ball. That's great. Kill, you know, the commanders, whoever. Run the ball and take eight minutes off the yeah. clock. I don't care. You know, you're 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 not going to get two more possessions out of this game. So that that's where Dak comes in. That's where all of a sudden, if you find a way to put the Lions, you know, in, behind in this game, double digits. Now, all of a sudden, handing the ball to Swift and Williams and Reynolds is not the plan. Right. It's, okay, now you can sick the rush on these guys, and let's see if you can pass block. Mm-hmm. You know, when talking about the run defense, uh, something that seems simple to me, and I don't want to put everything on the linebackers because it's everybody. You know, you got to improve. Everybody needs to do better when it comes to that. But I often feel that a lot of the time, especially when they're running inside – you get the line like it's the linebackers problem where they are just not able to track the ball properly and react quick enough to make that cut and go this way or that way and follow the ball and they're always that allows them to run a little bit more and then you kind of you don't get there as fast as you need to and i think that's an area that i mean i'm no coach or anything but watching from upstairs it just seems like it's very it's the most like fixable or like quick fix that you could possibly work on is just positioning the linebackers better and just having them follow, track the ball, react a lot quicker to that. Because, like I said, even last week, there's a play that still bugs me. It's uh, Leighton Vanderesh. The, uh, the Eagles are running through the mil- middle. The middle is completely open. You got a nice hole there. And then Vanderesh is over here. He's looking at kind of like the the mess that's going on to his right, and he doesn't even realize that the running back is running right there. And then by the time you know it, mm-hmm. it's too late. So that's the thing that no, I, you're I think absolutely right. The you're, linebackers just need to have a better bit. Vision. No, and it might be something to do with your scheme because how Dan is not playing with three linebackers. It might be yeah. a little bit teams are getting you into your sub packages, your nickel packages, and all of a sense like, okay, if you're not going to put a legitimate linebacker on the right. field, we'll run the football. Yep. Right. You know, we'll say, okay, you could put Wilson down there, and if Wilson misses tackles, it looks really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put Curse down there and he misses tackles, it's really bad. But you are going, you're saying, you know what, we're going to play with a light box because of the light box, and I mean in a way of lighter players. You know, that that's the thing that they run into as well. Like, you're going to pull a safety down in the box? Sure, we'll run the ball. You, you, let's see you deal with that. 
Let's see you do. We were talking with Barry Church about that, playing with the light box. You know, he goes, as a safety, you do not want to play linebacker in this league. As a safety, you don't. But that's what Dan Quinn, that's what we always praise yeah. Dan Quinn. My gosh, look what he's getting out of curse. Look, and it's working. Look what they're doing. Yeah, but to a point, you're also you're putting lighter players yeah, in something, position. Something's going to give. But you're right about Vander Esch because on the Sanders touchdown run, you can watch it clear as day. Hmm? You know, you're in a situation where, you know, the ball's running up inside and he jumps from the B gap where he's supposed to be to the A gap and now the ball's in the B gap for a touchdown. Yep. If only there was a linebacker who is a rookie who looks just like a linebacker that's maybe ready to play. I mean, that would that would be, I know there's a lot asking of a rookie, but I would love to see if he's healthy and, and he looks like he's getting close. Is Damone Clark? I mean, he's played I want, well at LSU. I, I want to yeah. see him because there's no mistaking. Well, I mean, there is a mistaking with him him being a linebacker because he looks like a defensive end and a tackle. I mean, he's a big, big guy that can run. Um, if he's cleared to play, though, I'm anxious to see how they use him there. Let me ask you this question. Would you guys consider this week, and I think that's a great point, Nick, when he's ready. When he's ready. Obviously, that probably isn't going to happen this week, I don't think. Maybe not. Maybe it is. I, I they just... started his window for a reason. Yeah. They started yeah. his 21-day window. Is like, this the third week, I by the way? I think it is. Yeah. So, like, so this, like, is, this is where we're at, we're at the point yeah. where it could be this yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah. But he can well, play at any time. But I'm, I'm saying, like, even at that, he didn't play. I mean, he didn't have a training camp. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is you're not going to go into a game at this point and put him out there for – an ex- a substantial number of Probably reps, special teams to right? start. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, would you guys consider in a game like this where you're facing a team that the best thing they do is run the ball? They do. Would you consider, hey, I am going to line up in a conventional 4-3 defense. I'm putting three linebackers on the field. One of those linebackers will be Micah Parsons, and I'm going to get a, a heavy uh, front four and I'm going to stop the run. Would you go that far? Would you, if you were Dan Quinn, would you go that far away from what you've been doing all season because you think this matchup may require it? If you if you feel good enough about covering Chark, Reynolds, and St. Brown, go for it. Yeah. Or putting some or or, or, or do or any Hawkinson. of those guys scare you enough where you feel like I got to give them more? St. Brown scares me a little bit just because of how shifty he is, and you can you know, and that's and that's an easy throw and then a run. Yeah, you know. I think that Micah needs to be a little bit more in the middle of the field. Uh, if you're going to play him at linebacker, I'd like to see him some in the middle mm-hmm. because I think he can rush from there as well. I really feel like when he lines up wide on the outside and there's Tank right there, I mean, it's real easy. If I I don't know about you, but I'm going to go over here. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. there. I'm going to go here. Flip. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, running the ball at Armstrong is not a bad proposition. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to take our final break when we come back. we got some fan questions. I do have one question for you guys, though, once we come back from break. Uh, yesterday I asked you if you felt different about this team uh, coming off that last game. I want to ask you specific to the defense because this is the first game where we've seen them give up as many points as they gave up. I want to ask you if you guys have a different opinion of the defense now following that game last weekend. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Yes, sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, October 22nd. That's this Saturday to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium. Ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so here we go. This is the question I have for you guys. You look at this defense and uh, and this last weekend, not their best performance. Uh, Still some things that were good. I don't want to say they weren't good because they had four sacks. I mean, that's a good day. Uh, for any defense, but just not as good as what we've come, grown accustomed to seeing them do. Do you guys have a different opinion of this defense coming out of the Philadelphia game than you had going in? Not really. I mean, I really don't. I think that this is a really good defense, and uh, you know, I, I they, I think they, that defense played well enough to win the game. I really do. I mean, the Cowboys gave them more possessions than than they they should have had, and a favorable field, field position throughout the game there. Um, you know, you play that again, give the offense. I mean, how much better do you think Dak is than Cooper Rush? I mean, is he is he when he's healthy? Is he that much better where he can get three to four more first downs? Three or four more first downs a game is maybe you know it's it's maybe seven points more and it maybe three points less in that game. I mean, that's just a ten point swing and you lost by nine. I know that's too simple, but I'm just saying, just being a little bit more efficient on offense, which I think that's what we're expecting, can help the defense. I, I think they had chances to win the game regardless. 
If they don't tackle well, man, it's yeah. that's a problem. That mean because that's the thing about it. this defense has done a great job when it comes to pressure. They've been thrown in some terrible situations mm-hmm. too this year. Bad punts, turnovers. You know, they've come up aces and you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. But, you know, if they if they don't they just needed one more stop. Man, yeah. I mean, you're just and you're thinking in yourself it's like if they just get one more stop, this game could go the other way. You could steal one here mm-hmm. with a nut with your, your quarterback that you know is 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 done well. He's done well, but defensively, the thing about it is it's going to be this tackling stuff. You know, because they can't go into these games and 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 give up, especially big games, and tackle as poorly as they did in that one. Yep. Because that that's the thing. You know, we could talk about the run defense and all that. I think they can work all that out, but. Man, if they're, if they're going to tackle poorly, then they're, they're going to be caught in some games where they're not going to be good enough to win. Yeah, I don't think any differently about this defense either. I think that everyone has a bad day, and they just had a bad day in the aspect that I don't think – like it's one thing watching tape, looking at opposing teams and all that. It's another thing getting in the game, playing against all that, and realizing, oh, crap, okay, this is all different. And I do think they started out the game – not being ready for that kind of like that kind of game and but they did improve as, as like when they came back in the second half of the game you saw the difference and you, maybe it was on the eagles you know you talked about that Brian how the eagles kind of calmed down and the stall <laughs> stall yeah. and all that but i think uh i do give them credit for kind of readjusting and and just playing better in that second half i just i just think it was more of a thing of them not realizing maybe how difficult it was actually going to be like it's it's just you, how can you really prepare for that like you're not going to be competing in practice at that same level like you don't know exactly what the eagles were going to I mean you do know but it's just being in there and actually playing in that way that it's just kind of what I think threw them off in that way but I think this is something that they learn from it and they're going to improve I think you'll think better of this defense if Dak Prescott comes back and plays really well in the second half of the season yeah. You know, because yeah. it'll be a lot different. It'll be like, okay, now you're back to doing the things that you're capable of doing. The pressure, you know, the sacks, the forcing the turnovers, things like that. But I think that's the key, and that's why I think differently of this defense right now. Um, and that's not to say I don't think they're a good defense. I really think they're a good defense. I I started to let myself believe that maybe they could be a great defense. And what I mean by great defense is I mean like a shutdown defense. You get them in situations where the game is in their hands, it's it's you can count it up. It's done, right? It's it's kind of like those quarterbacks like Brady. You give him 2 minutes left and he needs a score to win. Everybody is packing up their stuff like, okay, they're going to win this game. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. You gave thing. him too much time. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gave him too much time. That's what yeah. you're thinking about as you yeah. score with two minutes left. Yeah. I, I, I was starting to let myself believe that maybe this defense was that. And maybe they still may be. But right now, there is doubt in my mind. And it's and the doubt comes in in the fact that not just that they, that they allowed that game at that moment, that they couldn't seize the moment, but it's how they couldn't seize the moment. It was with that one thing that I think – and again, I'm not speaking for you guys. One thing I think has been their Achilles heel throughout the season, which is stopping the run. Right. And so for me, I am, I now have a different opinion of them. Now, I agree with you. Dak comes back. Dak scores more points with the offense. Now they don't get exposed, right? The, the area where they may not be as strong doesn't get exposed as often because you put teams in situations where they can't run the ball, and now it makes them look even better. 
But that does still concern me and certainly would concern me once you get to the playoffs and you're playing better teams that can score more points. Now I'm a little bit concerned about that until they show me consistently they can stop the run in those kind of situations. Let me ask you this. If you take away their own mistakes Mm -hmm. as far as like the penalties that they've created Mm -hmm. in that game, which were quite a few, do you think differently? Do you go back to like changing your opinion of thinking, oh, like take away the run? Because I think they did enough, but where they screwed up, in my opinion, is just shooting themselves in the foot, like making their own mistakes. You take that away, and I think you could have very much won this game against the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah. what you guys think of well, that, but I just think that that was the biggest thing as far as the defense making those kind of mistakes. And other long, than that, to me, as long well. as those mistakes are not normal. Like if you say, like last year's team, if you take away the penalties, but you don't take away the penalties mm-hmm. because that's who they are. If, yeah. if we haven't seen that that's who they are just yet. But I don't have a huge problem with with. I mean, yeah, you wanted to get off the field and win the game. I, I get it. You get off the field there. You probably do win the game, but you know you're asking your defense to shut out the Eagles in the second half. You know they're a run team. You're down twenty to three. You're asking them to shut them out. They didn't. They gave up six points. That that was still a very good second half defense for the Cowboys. Even with that drive, they they were balling out and they gave that offense a chance to finally yeah. get going, get going. So. I, they didn't lose to me. They didn't lose because of defense. They lost because of their offense. No, I, I get that, and I, I know I'm you, not. I'm not saying you're saying they're not. The great. reason why what I'm saying yeah. is that drive, and I'm I'm looking even at that drive, Amber. When you talk about the mistakes, they didn't have any penalties on that drive. That was a clean drive. Both teams, neither team had penalties that drive. It was strong against strong. Games on the line. It's a three point game. And Philly won. Like mm-hmm. Philly said, we are driving this ball right down your throat, and Dallas couldn't stop it. That's the part that made me think a little bit different again about this defense. Again, I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah. I'm saying that that took them from being a just I can I can count on them to dominate in the moments they have to dominate to a defense that's pretty good and they're really good. But yeah. I don't know if I can count them in you know, all those situations against good teams. It's funny though. I, I think it, when people compare great defenses, they always talk about the '85 was, Bears. They always talk about. The, is that where y'all are going? If you say what I think you're going to say. Go ahead. No, this is more like the 2006 Bears. If you're thinking about teams that are, they, they, it was a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but they had Rex Grossman playing quarterback. You know, yeah. it was that kind of. But if you go back and look, they were third in in in. Uh, Points against, you know, fifth in yards. They were good. At, they were first in turnovers. They were second in first down. They were, you know, passing. They were eleventh in yards. You know, there were things that about that defense. It wasn't. It was a. It was a defense that got to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't one of these like when you say it well, wasn't one of the great defenses yeah, of all time. Yeah, you yeah. always compare these. Yeah. De- they say, wow, this could have been like the could have been like the '85 Bears. It wasn't no, the 2001 Ravens. No, no, it that's what I'm saying. 2000 Ravens, it's, or 2001 it's, Bucks. It's the 2006 yeah. Bears. It's good enough to get to the Super yeah. Bowl, and you still got some kind of things along the yeah. way, and you're playing with a quarterback. You know, that's kind of where if you ask me what this defense is. Thank you. That's a good one. That's a good uh, yeah. comparison. Well, yeah. I was I was gonna say it was funny you said '85 Bears because I was gonna say you know. In 1985, the Bears were I don't know like 10 and 0, 11 yeah. and 0, 
and they're recording the Super Bowl shuffle song and all that stuff. And you were the Dolphins. They, they you know play, you were doing it. Go, I was doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. they go, I, I can name, I, I can do a couple of verses myself. <laughs> I'm sure you can. But, um, Shuffling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they call me sweetness. Yeah. I like to dance. That was my, <laughs> my, my. Anyways, they got beat on Monday night by the Dolphins. Dolphins, Like yeah. 38. 24 or something yeah. like that. Marino was just dicing them up that night. And, you know, they came back on the Chicago, on the bear break the next morning, <laughs> and they were like, I don't know about this defense. And, it's right, Merrick Eagleton. And, and right, yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> but they came back and, you know, they, they didn't lose again. And yeah. they went and they went and they won the Super Bowl. Which, again, I, I, I'm, I'm allowing saying, for the fact that this is, this is only, like we said earlier this week, like sports is fluid. Right now, I have some. I gotta be honest. I have okay. some doubts in the back of my mind. That doesn't mean that you give me a few more games that they can answer those doubts. And it's like, yeah, we fixed that. That's not a problem for us anymore. No, don't be jumping back in the wagon. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not about it. it <laughs> sports is fluid. Like it changes yeah. every time right. you see a team play. You can have a different opinion I, of them. I think you know? I give Eagles credit for going and you know and 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 getting it together yeah. in the, in the second half when they hadn't yet they they figured it out and they won they, they needed to go put points on it and close the game out and they did that and I think they they're, they're going to be a good offense all year long and I think this is going to be a great defense all year yeah. long and you know I, I I don't I'm not discouraged necessarily by that if they if they're down you know by seven or three points against Detroit and they need to get off the field and if it's just Swift and Williams and Swift and then Hawkinson and all that and they go and win the game then uh, yeah I'll be concerned you start by to get that. a little concerned yeah, of course yeah Chris Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. And and to be honest with you, Thanksgiving Day too. Christmas like Thanksgiving right Day is going to be Christmas Eve, yeah. But it, it may, maybe it's yeah. going to be Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. But Thanksgiving is also I think going to be a very interesting game. We I think when we saw the schedule, we probably thought ah, that's an easy win. Giants are playing some good football. I think that's going to be an interesting game on Thanksgiving and on Christmas Eve. Don't always play well on Thanksgiving, do they? No, they've no, lost they four don't. In a That's row. my point. So <laughs> yeah. that might be an interesting game. In that might be an interesting game. Yeah. They've never lost five Thanksgiving Thanksgivings in a row. Mm-mm. I hadn't played the uh, Giants in 30 years on Thanksgiving. Wow. You have not been to a Giants Cowboys Thanksgiving game. I know. Wow. Game. Neither have I. But, uh, 30 years. 30 years. Can you name who they played last year? See, Last I year, I can't even. Yeah, that would have been. I can Oakland? tell you the '92 Raiders. Oh, Raiders. I'm yeah. sorry, Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas. It tells you oh, all yeah. now. Yeah, Las Vegas. Thirty-three, thirty, something like that. Something like that. It was overtime. That wasn't game it overtime? sucked. Yeah, that, yeah, that game yeah. just. I felt a lot of so penalties. Bad after that Sean game. Hockley yeah, decided just, he wanted to be the right. He, he wanted, wanted to be, the be star on Thanksgiving Day. His Sean, mom's watching. He yeah. wanted his mom near his name. And Dad was like, "Oh, look at my kid calling those penalties." Yeah, it was the first flag. Look at those arms. I've ever been. Look at those arms. All right, thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the Lions defense versus the Cowboys offense. Got a chance from there, Nick Eatman. <laughs> from Nick Eatman, Brian brought us Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on Dar- DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?